It's time for Caught on Tape with Doug Murin. And now your host, Doug Murin. Hey, Doug here with you again. Thanks for joining us, uh, getting a lot of great feedback on the show. Other locations interested in the show, we're moving kind of slow. Uh, wanting to make sure we, uh, we uh, are in stride with the Holy Spirit, that's always a good thing. Hey, uh, the show today uh, is two things. One, I, I have a keen interest in what they call the, the, the Internet or the, the, the realm, the dark web. And not a lot of people know about some of the uh, dark things that can happen on the Internet out there, way beyond porn and other kinds of things. So I, I, haven't, I have a friend that I got to know in Tampa who's an expert at what's called the dark web. Corporations hire him to make sure their data and their information, and above all else, their money is safe. So uh, I think you're going to enjoy hearing from Julian Watts today. He's going to uh, have some good things. And we're going to come back with a little study. Just a couple verses I wanted to, to bring today. Uh, again, this is Caught on Tape with Doug Murin. Thanks for listening. I'll have more to say later. Hey, on the phone today, I have uh, a very good friend of mine, someone I love deeply, named Julian Watts. And he is calling from Tampa. I I suspect he's pulled over alongside the road even. Uh, but Julian's an expert at what they call the dark web. And... Uh, not a lot of people either know about it or take a look that direction, but it can be rather nefarious. It definitely is used by governments, and it isn't used by industry, too. And uh, I don't know. I thought you'd be interested in hearing about it today, and I think it has some wonderful applications in web metaphor about how uh, we, we don't always live in the world we think we live in, that there's a lot more going on than what's going on often. So, Julian... How are you down there in Tampa? I'm doing great, Doug, and thank you so much for having me on your show today. I mean, uh, it's quite an honor to, to be here. <clears throat> of course, calling myself an expert on uh, on a dark web is a stretch. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, the cybersecurity is my thing, and certainly if there's anything that I can impart to everyone that could uh, hopefully be a blessing to them in some way as they look at how they carry out their lives and protect their privacy every day, and that's a, that's a great thing. That's a great service. So what is the dark web? So put, put simply, without all of the you know technical mumbo-jumbo, the dark web is a set of machines and applications that are not addressed on the Internet, meaning uh, it's an entire network of, of machines and applications that are designed to be hidden from what's called an IP address or the Internet protocol. All, you know, what you would call... Uh, legitimate devices on the internet, like our phones, our our laptops, our PCs, our machines that we use to communicate every day, to do business or to communicate with family members or at work, are all legitimately addressed, and they work on what's called, you know, uh, the the World Wide Web, the, the full internet. But then there's another network that's been created, the dark web where all of these machines can poke out of the dark web into uh, the normal Internet, but they're designed to be hidden from view from anything. So, as you said earlier, these nefarious activities can occur. Primarily what occurs, right, is if, if an attacker is successful at gaining information either from a consumer or from a business, or, or in many cases from a government, 
that data is then shared and sold over the dark web, meaning if you look at some of the uh, the breaches that have happened in the past, even with our IRS, you know, our social security numbers, our addresses, other very private and personal information about us that our government keeps, uh, at some point in time, that data hit the dark web, uh, either encrypted, meaning hidden in some ways, or in an open format, such that attackers or other people who want to do bad things with that information, like other governments not friendly to the U.S. government, could steal that information specifically so they can then find other ways to steal from us. So it's is it is it only about stealing, or uh, are they do uh, can they do other a lot of nasty stuff? Well, at the end of the day, nasty stuff uh, <laughs> you know turns into like for instance, you know we we've had problems with our electrical grid where it's been demonstrated not just in the United States but also in Eastern Europe where people through use of the dark web have been able to access you know uh, electrical plants and turn someone's electricity on or off and God knows whatever else they potentially could do if they had enough time and we couldn't catch them and so it's used for any number of things again that you're trying to do hidden out of the view of what's considered to be normal and legitimate how do you sleep at night Knowing all this stuff. <laughs> uh, I sleep at night because as, as, as horrible as it all sounds and as bad as it can be, there's a group of people in our government and others that don't sleep at night. And what they're doing is they're doing their best to protect us. And so I just have faith at this point that we can at least stay up in the game well enough to protect ourselves from any, from any major catastrophe. Right. But that doesn't mean that it, it won't happen. Sounds like something the mafia would be interested in. <laughs> I'm sure the mafia is actually involved. <laughs> so what happens is, Douglas, is they have a bunch of what I call cyber cartels that can be hired for any purpose. Uh, for instance, many governments that are not friendly with us use these cyber cartels. Uh, and, and I'm sure... Uh, illegal businesses like the mafia probably use them as well because the crazy thing, right, is because it's all based on the Internet, you could have groups of people scattered throughout the world but still all working on one one focus and one cause as an organization and, and just never know who they are or where they're at. And, uh, and these organizations, through the dark web, make themselves known to entities as, as groups that can be purchased for hire to do bad things. Wow. And that those are the people you're looking for all the time, personally, aren't you? That's your job. It's a part of my job. So, you know, in the last uh, year and a half, since, you know, you and I used to spend a lot of time together, okay. I've since changed jobs. And so a big part of what I do, to, to your whole point, is figuring out how to catch those people. So I'm less concerned about who it is because there's so many and it's so hard to do full attribution, meaning figuring out exactly who it is. Because if it's a cartel, cartel that's spread between Brazil and Romania and Russia, you know, how do you ever really know who those people are? You need massive resources. So what I do mostly now is just help my customers figure out that something bad's going on, help them understand what's being attacked so they can stop it. Right. Is it hard to stop? It is hard to stop because it's hard to see it. But, you know, um, the, the bad thing about the Internet, and I shouldn't say bad, it's, it's what was great about it, while the Internet was designed for sharing information, it was never designed to protect that information. 
So the more devices we put on the Internet, the more applications that we use to do business every day, the more vulnerable we are. It's very porous, if you get my point. You know, if you, right. you know in, the, in the good old days when I first started in the computer industry and everything was based on mainframe, it was very easy to protect yourself because everything ran inside your network, usually inside the office building that you were in. And so worst case, you just turn stuff off if you thought something was in jeopardy. Now businesses are scattered everywhere. You know, just think about your typical banking application with ATMs and the fact that, you know, you need to be able to use your ATM on a global basis, which means the bank's information and our information has to be accessed on a global scale. And the more global, the more prolific it becomes, again, the more vulnerable it becomes at the same time. Let me tell you how you can help us with the show. Uh, it does take some resources. We have some generous people who've stepped up and helped us out with a great deal of it. But if you would like to support us, what we have is an offer uh, this month for any who can help us financially. It's called A Way Through the Wilderness, a great book by Jamie Buckingham. And the reason I've chosen this book is, one, Jamie was one of my dearest friends. And I think this is one of the finest books ever written on the Exodus Crossing. It is loaded with tremendous insights that you rarely find anywhere else. And it's a great book. I'm, I'm going to send it to you for whatever gift you can give to help us stay on the air. It's called A Way Through the Wilderness. All you have to do is you can do one of three things. You can either uh, go to our PayPal, which is Doug Murin at PayPal. Leave your address. The book will go out to you. Or you can send any size contribution to Caught on Tape or just Doug Murin to 1806 Fifth Street, Wenatchee, W-E-N-A-T-C-H-E-E, Washington. Get this. Here's the zip. 98801. 1806 Fifth Street, Wenatchee, Washington. Send any size gift with your address. I'll get the book out to you. Or you can go to our website, which is DougMurinRadio.com. DougMurinRadio.com. And you can follow the donation section. And I'll make sure you get that book. It's a tremendous book. Not only will you help me, but I know I'm going to get to help you with this book. So God bless you. We do thank you for your support. If you would like a live radio show outreach at your church, just contact us at any of those numbers. Uh, my email is Doug.Murin at gmail.com. Doug.Murin at gmail.com. And we are starting to do some outreaches. I'm not doing a lot of them, but we are starting to do one. I hope you'll enjoy the show, and God bless you, and thank you for your generosity. And now back to more Caught on Tape with Doug Murin. Let me, let, let me ask you this. What what precautions would you would you say? Most people listening are believers. Uh, not, not everyone is to our show, but... Uh, what what precautions would you say we need to uh, consider when we think about how, I mean, real and present danger this this is and probably is going to only get worse? Is that right? Yeah, it is only going to get worse because because <laughs> again, what's driving it is what drives the internet more than anything else is a desire to provide goods and services as quickly as possible. You know, at at internet speed, so to speak. What's driving, you know, why do, why do cell phones need to go to 5G networks from 4G networks? It's all about speed and access for goods and services. So unless we decide that we're going to stop being consumers and we want to buy things or access things instantly, uh, we're going to push the limits of the Internet more and more. And, again, by pushing those limits, we're increasing the number of things that potentially could be hacked. And so it is only going to get worse. 
the key thing I use, Doug, is as a as a as an idiom of what you should be thinking. The term in the industry is called cyber hygiene, and it's kind of what's cyber one hundred and one. Like for instance, uh, you should be using at a, at a minimum some credible antivirus program on your phone, on your laptop, on your computers at home. Uh, utilizing VPN services that allow you to disguise your IP address while you're doing things on the Internet. So, you know, one key thing is is, is you see a lot of these stories about how the hackers now even get into these things called Internet routers, which is how we go from our homes or our businesses onto the Internet and then reach the destination, whether that be, you know, uh, certainly not to promote any business, but any online business. But in my case, mm-hmm. you know, I'm a huge user of Amazon. Right. <laughs> so, uh, you know, I get my groceries and everything through Amazon <laughs> now. And so by using a VPN service, what all an attacker will see is a fake IP address for me that they can never link back to me. And uh-huh. so it's just another one of those things that I can use to try and protect myself. But the worst thing that can happen to us, right, has nothing to do with our endpoints, and there's not much we can do to protect ourselves other than demand that the corporations that provide us these services in an online fashion are also using cyber hygiene, meaning if Amazon or someone else that I use on an on ongoing basis is hacked and they have my credit card information, they have this other information, there wasn't anything individually that Julian could have done to protect that. But certainly Julian should be asking Amazon, and he does, on a regular basis, hey, what are you doing to protect my information? And Amazon has a set of policies and guidelines and they'll even provide data, you know, online about here's what we do and how often we do it. You know, what they do for their cyber hygiene for their organization, again, protecting my and your data. Right. I think the the parallel thoughts that I think about is we really live spiritually in a world where we can be hacked into by all kinds of spiritual entities. Exactly. And there is kind of a parallel there. We... We we would all love to live in a world without the fear of interception or interruption or, or even attack, wouldn't we? But the truth well, is, we're pretty vulnerable out there, even in something as simple as this, with the presence of evil. Well, Douglas, think about it this way. Just like there's cyber hygiene, where for, for the types of things that are cyber 101 to protect yourself, mm-hmm. there's also spiritual hygiene. Yeah. You know, making sure that you are in fasting and prayer, right. making sure that you're continually thinking about God's Word as you, as you go about your daily business, because we are also very porous, and, we, you know, the more things that we do and get involved in, the more we lend ourselves to, to, to in this case, the attacker, which would be Satan, uh, compromising us in some way. Exactly. You know, I, I, uh, I'm an evangelist, you know, and... I have occurrences in my life. I, I was walking down the walking street in uh, Copenhagen one time, and two guys dressed up like, they looked sort of like sort of macabre uh, uh, witches, ran up to me and started screaming right into my face saying, go away, go away, go away. And and my poor wife said, I don't know if I want to walk around with you anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I said, I said, I don't know what it is. I, I, I have that happen to me every so often. Uh, we, we do, we do live in a realm where we put out more stuff than we think, don't we? That's exactly right. And, and what it was, it was the God inside of you, 
that attracted them to go away, meaning they didn't want that there. Uh, it's no different than my hometown of New Orleans. You know, it's, it's no secret that voodoo is still very much in practice there. And and many times when I'm there, you can you can feel those spirits, especially when you're talking to people who carry them. Uh, and, and you have to protect yourself. Again, that's spiritual hygiene. Yeah, more more than we would ever think. Uh, isn't that true? It is. I mean, your father was a and, pastor, and, so you know about this stuff. Yeah. Well, think about it. Think about all the stuff we can do on the Internet that isn't of God, that opens us up to stuff every day yeah. through that medium. Yeah, it is a channel. Well, Julian, I've, I've loved you deeply since the first time I met you. You're a smart man, and uh, I think you give us some good stuff to think about today. And I'll, I'll want to get you back on again. And I'll, I'll work on some very precise, intellectual, scientific-sounding questions for you. <laughs> well, thank you, brother, and I love you dearly, you and your family. I really appreciate this. God bless you okay, and your man. Bless you, man. Thank you. All right. Bye-bye. Again, that was uh, Julian Watt, our friend who is an uh, expert on what they call the dark web uh, or the sort of the unseen Internet out there where a lot of stuff goes on. But not not all bad either, by the way. There's a, there's a lot of places where secrets are kept safe on the uh, what's called the what they call the dark web. But uh, I thought you would enjoy hearing a little bit. Of it. it has some great spiritual parallels. That there there are realms of activity that go on all around you. Trust me, uh, that you may not always uh, be be aware of. And uh, I I want to bring that as as sort of a a gentle little nudge saying, hey, we we ought to be alert not only about our computers, but about our very spiritual influences uh, around our life. Again, uh, we come to you here through uh, KCIS 630 uh, on your radio dial and on your computer. Some of you are listening online. All of our shows are on the website of the radio station or my personal website called Caught on Tape with Doug Murin. You can hear all the shows there, and you can spread them around and have your friends listen to them. Now, uh, we are uh, sort of daintily, carefully moving into uh, doing some consulting, helping with some events and churches for evangelism, because that's what we're all about, and that's what the show is, is all about. And if you would like to be part of helping fund one of those, we don't have a lot of overhead, but we have some. We like to pay for our airfare and uh, uh, time, and uh, we also, we also at times, I like to bring in a little guest, and, and we need to make sure their car can get there and all that. If you'd like to help ensure the financial uh, strength of the show, you can give to us. You really can. We, we kind of, in fact, I got to tell you, we kind of get a smile on our face when, when we have partners join with us. So you can go to my website, DougMurinRadio.com. Again, that's DougMurinRadio.com. And there's a site where you can contribute. It goes right to the overhead of the show. Or you can mail any size contribution to Caught on Tape with Doug Murin at 1806 5th Street, 1806 5th Street, Wenatchee, Washington, W-E-N-A-T-C-H-E-E. We looked for a more difficult city to spell, but we couldn't come up with any. So it's Wenatchee, Washington, 98801. And uh, for this duration here, not much longer, uh, anyone who can help us financially, I'm going to send you a book by a great friend of mine, Jamie Buckingham, it's called A Way Through the Wilderness, and it's, a, it's the best book written on the wilderness wandering from a Christian perspective. So if you would like to help us with any size gift, we will say thank you and join our team. I'm praying we get 120 people helping us. So we have other opportunities, 
and we will only go as the Lord kind of leads the way. I'm so happy you're listening today, and we'll be back. I'm going to close with a little study in the, in the Scriptures in just a second. And now back to more Caught on Tape with Doug Muren. I thought we'd finish the show today with just a little Bible uh, exercise. I love the Psalms, uh, and the one I'm looking at particularly today is Psalms 37. And uh, it's, a, it's a great psalm. David said, uh, fret not yourself because of evildoers, and don't be envious of wrongdoers. I guess the notion is sometimes you look around and people that aren't so uh, terrific in their behavior seem to be having a good time, and you seem to be not. So David says, don't worry about them. Don't worry about them at all. In verse 2, he says, for they will soon fade like the grass and wither like the green herb. And he says, trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land and befriend fruitfulness. I, I like that. Trust in the Lord. Saying Basically, the, the notion of this word here in both Greek and Hebrew is to put your weight on it. Uh, I used to do a, a little bit of youth outreach, and I would try to teach them what trust and faith was. And, and one of the things we would do is we'd have a, a kid climb up a ladder and then we'd have two or three, four kids join hands together, and we'd tell the kid to jump off the ladder into the arms of his friends. <laughs> and, and uh, you know, they usually like to start with some of the little kids first, the little girls, the young women, and they would jump, and, and gradually they'd get to somebody who's, you know, got a little girth on them, and, like me, and it would be a challenging for everybody. But that's kind of what faith is really like. It's trust where you take a leap. It's active-oriented here. And that's what that word suggests here. And he says, do good. And he says, delight yourself in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. Delight yourself in the Lord. In other words, hang around where God is. Enjoy hanging out where God is. Enjoy him. As a young pastor, uh, I, I felt a little overwhelmed just about every day of the week when I, of all things, decided I was going to start a church. Uh, you, know, you got to start a church because no one was going to give me a church. So I decided I better start a church. And, and man, I had, I had a mentor. His name was Dr. Roy Hicks Sr. And Doc, I, I'm not so sure he thought I would make it. I, I really don't think so. And he would, he would try and instruct me. And I've got to tell you, God bless him. There was many more than one morning where I would go to the little church building we leased and his car would be parked there, and he will have been praying there most of the night for me. A really unusual kind of leader. I can remember once uh, not wanting to disturb him because he was praying and, and going and coming back, getting him some coffee, and he'd be gone. And he would have gone up the road to the next church. That's just the, the way he was. But he taught me a little secret. He said, Doug, if you want to really have faith, faith grows from having thanks. And that's why he says, delight yourself in the Lord. And you, you know what he told me to do as a young pastor? He told me to do two things. He said, every morning, find 100 real things to be thankful for and write them down and say thank you. Now, I'm going to leave that with you as a, a little gift because I still do that. That was a long time ago. And I think uh, Dr. Hicks influenced a lot of young leaders. And I think all of us who actually took that to heart benefited from it. So I still also say, well, I thank you, Lord. I thank you for this. Sometimes you thank him for stuff that just doesn't look like they're really what you want to be thankful for, but you still say, thank you, Lord. 100 thank yous. Delight yourself in the Lord. It's amazing how many things are going well when you begin to do that. 
So I'm going to encourage you where you are, maybe delight yourself in the Lord. Say, thank you, Lord. I, on the way down, I thank the Lord. I had a car. It actually worked. It wasn't working the other day. It's working. I had roads to drive on. Thanks. Uh, someone was here to let me in the door of the studio. It was great. I was, I was thankful. I, I, I've got friends. I've, when you get through saying a hundred thank yous, I guarantee you, you will have delight in your life. And I feel like I'm going to leave the, with you today. I'm going to leave you right there. And I'm going to say your turn. 100 thank yous. I bet you'll have a great day. God bless you. And thank you for listening uh, to us again today. Many have asked me, how can I get this on podcasts? Go to kcisradio.com, kcisradio.com, and you'll find it under Caught on Tape with Doug Murin. And you can get it on your little podcast thing. And I hope you'll enjoy it in that form, too. And thank you for spreading the word about it. Caught on Tape with Doug Murin is a listener and friend-supported program. Your help with the show and expanding the evangelism events of Doug Murin is appreciated. You can write Doug Murin, Caught on Tape, at 1806 Fifth Street, Wenatchee, Washington, 98801. Or online at DougMurinRadio.com.